I grew up with Black History Month, you know, being in February, but I always thought, shouldn't every month be Black History Month? Hi, I'm John Yeager, and this is Bloodworks 101, a podcast brought to you by your friends here at Bloodworks Northwest to educate or inspire you to donate either time, money, or blood. The woman you heard right there is Dr. Ashley Ellis, the assistant medical director here at Bloodworks Northwest. Her responsibility is to cover the transfusion services lab for regional hospitals. She also teaches at the University of Washington. She's busy. Want proof? Just wait. Ashley Ellis is an African-American and deeply involved in a research program we're a part of here at Bloodworks called the All of Us Program. It was created in 2015 during the Obama administration with $130 million in funding that aims to make advances in tailoring medical care to the individual. My colleague Helen Pitlick first introduced us to Ashley a few months ago on a powerful podcast episode. So this is partially about that research And it's about the reason Ashley Ellis became a doctor in the first place, her late sister, Sonia Chris Ellis. And it's about that responsibility to cover transfusion services for regional hospitals, which Ellis admits feels like we're at code red all the time. Yeah, you you get used to it. It's like a, honestly, like chronic crisis mode, and we've sort of gotten used to it. Um, Unfortunately, it's not a good thing. Oh, see? That's proof of it right there. Ashley determined that page could wait for a couple of minutes. It wasn't urgent this time. But when the blood supply is as precarious as it's been lately... Your beeper's going off all the time. Oh, yeah. Yes. It is nonstop. I knew it would go off while I was in here. Then Dr. Ellis talked about the legacy of her sister. Yeah, uh, my sister Sonia was 11 years older than me, so um, she was the first girl in the family. I was the second, and so she was pretty thrilled to have a little sister. And she took care of me. I spent a lot of time with her when I was young. And when I was eight, she got sick. I really didn't know what was going on, but I knew it was her kidney. And so she had end-stage renal disease, and uh, she had to go on dialysis. And I remember saying, you know, uh, I wanted to become a doctor so that I could help my sister. And I already love math and science, so this pushed me in that direction. And also, my mother is a retired nurse, RN, so I had exposure to the medical field early on that helped propel me towards medicine. Um, She was just great. We were very close. She had a a wonderful sense of humor. She was a great cook. She was very loving, and she kept a good attitude throughout her struggle with kidney disease, and along with that comes other things. Um, Usually when you have a patient with kidney disease, there are other uh, abnormalities or medical problems that come along with that. So she had it she endured a lot with her kidney disease over 30 years so i just you know even though i didn't go into nephrology or transplant surgery i still was able to use my expertise as a physician to help my sister to um, 
try to save her life. And I, I'm very thankful for that, that I got the training that allowed me to be an advocate for her. She's always over your shoulder in a way? Yes, always. Um, this ring I have on this her class ring, her high school class ring. So she's always with me. Did she pick on you? She has a big sister? What, of, what, what? of course, yes. But, you know, it was, it was fine. She also um, really influenced me. Uh, she, played, she was an all-star athlete, but I would go to watch her at volleyball practice. And then when I got into middle school, I picked up volleyball, and I actually became really good at it. And it all started because of her, and that's my favorite sport. So she really had an influence on me. Tell me a little bit about this uh, All of Us uh, research program. All of Us is a national program that is looking to get genetic samples from people from all walks of life, all sorts of backgrounds, different cultures, different regional influences. We're just looking to see what sort of things are common in certain groups. And America has become increasingly diverse, and so medical practices need to adjust to that because a lot of parameters that we follow as physicians are based on a test subject population, which for a long time was predominantly um, non-minorities. Uh, so like for instance, um, the example I gave during my talk with Victoria Baptiste was creatinine. So creatinine levels are a surrogate marker for renal function. And in people of African descent, they tend to have higher creatinines because they tend to have higher muscle mass. So there's been this disparity with creatinine levels with the cutoffs and looking at the creatinine levels and determining what level of renal dysfunction a patient has. At this point, Ashley hit the pause button and explained how lab testing works. If you have a parameter, that you're measuring. When you test, you need a reference range. You need to know what's normal and what's abnormal. So what happens in laboratory testing is we test whatever parameter uh, we're looking for and we take the numbers and we order them um, from an order of lowest to highest. We take the middle 95%, so there's 2.5% that fall below this range and 2.5% above, and we say 95%, this is what we consider within the reference range, or what some people would call normal. But it varies for different people. So for a reference range, if you're doing it on one population, it might not be applicable to another population. So what all of us is doing is looking to at all sorts of genetic markers for people of every background that we can possibly find to find out what is normal for this group, what is expected function of whatever parameter you're measuring for this certain group so that we can personalize medical care. That's the ultimate goal. We want to be able to be diverse and help everyone and be sensitive to their specific needs, so that's why it's so important for people to donate um, tissue samples, blood samples, cheek swabs to all of us so that we can get an accurate picture of what America is like. 
because America is changing, because the complexion is changing, and yes. it has to keep up, the, the database has to keep up with America. Right. You have to keep up with the times. You have to evolve to um, be able to fulfill your purpose. Nothing stays the same, so you have to always adjust according to what's going on around you. So if you want to get involved in this project, what do you do? Dr. Ellis says it's pretty easy. Go to Google, type in all of us, click the first link that comes up, and it will give you information about all of us. And it'll tell you background of the program. And then you can choose to sign up for all of us, which is something that I did. And I think it's important because I am African-American to that my whatever's going on in my body is represented in this research. Just like for any other group, it's important that they be represented in research so that we can provide good health care to them. So you go and you sign up, and then you will donate a tissue sample. It could be a cheek swab. It could be blood, maybe um, you know, possibly urine, all sorts of samples for genetic testing. And that's it. Uh, it's just it's very easy. You don't have to do anything. Just give a sample and... You know, that's it. Then I asked Dr. Ashley Ellis what Black History Month means to her. It's a little bit complicated because I I know, like, the first month that I ever heard about being dedicated to something was Black History Month. Then you have Autism Awareness Month, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Mental Health Awareness Week, things like that. So I grew up with Black History Month you know, being in February, but I always thought, shouldn't every month be Black History Month? You know, uh, it seems to be, just like anything, pushed to the side when you only think about it at a certain time. I think all of these sort of issues need to be thought about all the time. So... Black History Month is a little, yes, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad that um, black Americans have gained recognition for their contributions, but I feel like it's something that should be around and in our thought process all the time. And, you know, okay, where do you stop? Okay, there's Black History Month, there's um, Asian and Pacific Islander, month so it's just like you know everybody needs representation and so I think that we need to think about this all year round like everyone is a little different and we need to be sensitive to the needs of other people. Do you think we'll be talking about this pandemic next Black History Month in 2023? Yes I do unfortunately. Um, We still will we've seen how COVID-19 has disproportionately affected people of color, especially African-Americans who often work in service industry jobs. Frontline workers, they have to come to work. If you don't go to work, you don't get paid, you don't eat, you don't have a place to stay. So we've seen it disproportionately affect people um, who are of color. So I think this is something that's going to be talked about for a very long time. It's going to take some time, even let's say the virus you know, magically disappears, we'll still be talking about it because it's changed, not just changed, rocked our lives so much in the last two years. We'll still be talking about this a hundred years from now. 
Is there anything else I haven't asked you that you feel that you'd like to include at this point? Um, one thing um, I would like to talk about is organ and tissue donation, which is you know part of all of us. But one thing that I've seen is in certain patient populations who might have a specific type, there isn't enough of the resources, organs or blood, um, to give this patient a transplant so the patient ends up dying. So it's very important to get representation and donations all across the board for people because I've seen patients who have died because we haven't, we couldn't get blood that matched them because you can't give them blood that's incompatible that could kill them. Same thing with organs, like people of different um, genetic backgrounds have certain markers and when you transplant or transfuse, they have to line up. And so you have to have a source of this. So it's so important for everybody to donate whatever you can, you know. Um, you don't take your organs to, you know, you know, the afterlife, you like, they have enough. You know, people need them here. So um, I'm an organ donor and I encourage everyone who can be an organ donor to give the gift of life. And then it's sort of a way you can sort of become immortal like you're a part of this person's life who you don't even know or may know and then your gift of life helps them influence other people so i think it's a wonderful thing organ donation gave my sister 17 years of being off of dialysis so it really is is so important. It changed her life so much not to have to go to dialysis three times a week. She's still with you? She's still with me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope, I hope it doesn't go off again. One more thought. Before I wrapped up with Dr. Ellis, I asked her one last question about her big sister, Sonia, the one whose life profoundly impacted Ashley the one who is the reason Dr. Ashley Ellis is a doctor today, saving lives, answering page after page after page. I asked her, was there something that reminded her of that big sister? She died less than a year ago. She thinks about her all the time. Did they have a song? Ashley said yes. Lauren Hill's powerful 1998 hit, Everything is Everything, a song Lauren Hill reportedly wrote in an effort to reach out to anyone who struggles in their youth. Tomorrow, our seeds will grow. All we need is dedication. My thanks to Dr. Ashley Ellis. We're so lucky to have you. For Bloodworks 101, I'm John Yeager. See you next time. Everything. After winter, 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 after winter,